Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 802, Ken McCusick joins us from FilmStudyBaltimore.com. Good morning to you. How you doing, Rob? Ravens with a big win, 33-19 to over the San Francisco 49ers. The second highest view game on Monday Night Football since 1996. Um... Kyle Hamilton just continues to impress. I thought his second interception, he was chop blocked, face on the ground, gets up, runs downfield, gets the deflected pass for a second interception. I think that was one of the most underrated plays of the 2023 season with the amount of action that it took for him to make that play. Defensive play of the year, no doubt about it. Uh, Hamilton ended up face planted in the in the ground after that chop block. The 40, 49ers are screwed at that point because they have the option then to, to, to turn down that penalty. But they can make it worse for themselves by anyway throwing up throwing an interception there and cert, uh, sure enough uh, uh, that's what happened. But the, the, the incredible thing to me was Banks fell on top of him. He's literally yeah. like <laughs> directly on top of him, and he gets up to argue the flag. <laughs> and Hamilton got away, and and it, was even, it wasn't even his penalty. It, turned out it was McCafferty who went low on him. So yeah, great play. What? Before we get to the individual things, we we're just discussing as you were waiting to come on the whole. The MVP stuff and Lamar's this and that and who's should they come up with another award though? Like, what do you want? I don't know. It's <laughs> like, like like in baseball, like Cy Young yeah, like Cy Young in baseball for pitching. It's always a quarterback award, and so I, it seems unfair to and, me. That and by the way, the, somebody did say McCaffrey is second in the voting now. Oh yes, but like the the way that it's kind of pressed, it, it's gonna yeah, it's so cyclical. But anyway, it just seems to me it just seems to be un, really unfair that you you get the. Best year a running back ever had or a pass rusher's ever had, you're not winning the MVP. Right. It's going to be a quarterback. So they have a defensive player of the year, and one of the arguments and, about yeah. that is it always goes to a pass rusher. Yeah, So it's completely unfair to linebackers or, or corners or safeties or whatever. Um, it, yeah, it's no matter what, you're going to have some some things like that. That's kind of what the all-pro team, I guess, is for. You know, you, you, you get happy mm-hmm. with that, but, uh, uh, you know, I don't know what they could do. Hey, so as we start to look at just going back to the San Francisco game, anything in that game that really shocked you? Was it? I mean, was it the turnovers? Because they seemed really fired up for this. And one of the things I saw, too, is if these two teams met in the Super Bowl, that San Fran would be favored in that game. Again. Yeah, so. by two points. Okay. Um, I, th- I think here's the thing that really shocked me. You've got a, an offensive-minded coach on a team that has a tremendous amount of weapons and a team that is known for yards after the catch more than any other team in the NFL, and they could not adjust to the incredible pressure they were facing. They could not figure out how to do it. 
the Ravens had a 66% pressure rate in this game, by far their highest of the season. The only other time they've been over 50 is 56 against Seattle. Okay, so this is just such an outlier game. And, of course, we all know what happened. Their offensive line was completely banged up. Trent Williams didn't look like Trent Williams to start with. He was getting sock puppeted. And then they put in two other guys at left tackle after that, and it was worse. And Clowney was teeing off every single play by the end of the game, and and the Ravens were were getting home. But here's the thing. I mean, they're down so far in the game in terms of game script, it would have been difficult to start throwing the ball outside and trying to make gains horizontally, but they had to. There was there that offense was not going to work just trying to throw the ball down the field and obviously pressure led to interceptions um, uh, pressure led to other problems in terms of, of not getting completions and whatnot but that was the thing that really shocked me is that I, I thought that was a team that would be able to adapt and we can be thankful they didn't I'm stealing Kim, sock puppeted by the way yeah <laughs> Kim McCusick joins us film study Baltimore.com Ken I, I thought Marlon Humphrey minus the missed tackle on Debo Samuel play one of his best games of the season, maybe in maybe two seasons. Yeah, absolutely. A fantastic game from Humphrey. Incredible physical performance. And it's really sad. I mean, the hit on Debo was it was like he ran into a wall mm-hmm. and, and might have knocked the wall down and still see somehow Debo doesn't go down. But another play he did, he ran like that right into the pulling right tackle McKivitz. And he bubbled him back probably two to three yards in the back. He's a cornerback doing that to an offensive tackle. And on that play, it got stopped for RR minus one, right, run right for minus one, and by uh, Matabike and Smith. And they get up there high-fiving each other. And Humphrey is, is kneeling on the ground looking back at the play. And I'm thinking, Humphrey made that play. <laughs> Why is nobody going over to high-five him? So. What about uh, our Brent Urban? He's a guy I think – I've liked him for years. I think he's incredible. He's anonymous on this team, basically. I think he's always been a, a solid player. He's a very adept – I guess it was height – Batting down passes, mm-hmm. good game. Yeah, great, great, great game in this one. You know, normally Urban is a very situational and very positional run defender, great space denier, and a guy who who makes plays for other players by by two gapping and allowing the other penetrators to make plays. He's extremely good at that and extremely unselfish about it. Guy's never made a lot of money. He got an injury at the big at his big opportunity to make some money. It didn't work out for him. Um, so it's, it's a, a little sorry, but he had by far the best game of his career here. Five individual pressures as I scored at two sacks, um, three others, including the pressure that set up Van Noy's sack. So uh, big day for Brent. And he did vulch two sacks off misses from Clowney uh, for his two, but still very impressive game. So I think also Brent Urban went out for all you can eat uh, Korean barbecue, which he's, that holds a special place in my heart. <laughs> um, let, let me ask you about, so since we're staying with the defense here and everything that kind of went right in that game, um, are you at all worried about Mike McDonald at the end of the season? Because now people are finally starting to talk about him. I know I brought it up earlier in the year. I I love what the guy's doing here. I think he is one of the, as Rex called him once, a hot shot uh, defensive coordinator. I think he's really freaking good at what he does. Yes, absolutely. And I, I, I mean, I think they'll try and do something, but the head coaching money is going to be is going to be too much for him to pass up. I think you know, somebody made a very good point on my show, and they said. Just give him enough money that when he does leave, it's for the right opportunity, that he doesn't go into an Arizona situation a few years ago or you know other places where he doesn't really have a good chance to win in his first chance as a head coach. So pay him enough that he, that he ignores the bottom-tier jobs, and that's maybe all you can do. But uh, 
Uh, yeah, I think he's he's probably sixty five percent likely to be gone if I had to guess. And you know, all you can do is whether it's outgoing UFAs or the or the coaches that are that are terrific. All you can do is wish them the best and hope they they bring you the the trophy this year and do what you've done yeah. year after year after year. Mm-hmm. Replace. Yeah, and I know that sounds cold, but they have they they've replaced guys, players, and and coaches throughout the history of this franchise. Ken McCusick, filmstudybaltimore.com, is in studio. He's not going anywhere. On the other side, I want him to grade Lamar Jackson's performance from last Monday night against the San Francisco 49ers right here on The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Jeremy and Ed's top three NFL teams at 9 o'clock. But right now, Kim McCusick from FilmStudyBaltimore.com is in studio with us. Ravens win 33-19 to over the uh, San Francisco 49ers. Lamar Jackson with an early safety after tripping over referee. After that, things turned for him. Your thoughts on Lamar Jackson's performance Monday night? Yeah, outstanding. Yep. There we go. You're good. Yeah, outstanding guys. I certainly got it done in terms of uh, what he did with his opportunity set. is a is a decent opportunity set that the Ravens' offensive line gave him. That was one of the things we thought going into the game would not really go well. Um, he did pretty well with it across the board in terms of of uh, expectation and whatnot. Took care of the football, which is always terrific when you can have no inter- no uh, turnovers and the other team has five. Uh, I thought he you know he made plays with his legs when he had to, including the big end of half scramble for thirty that set up that field goal. Um, but anyway, a, a very good game for Lamar. I thought that you know certainly didn't hurt himself in any way. And when you look at it in terms of the MVP voting, I guess he's really going, got only one game to play. We hope if uh, if it's a win at, at, against Miami, he's probably got it. Man, who is who do you think is the most important defensive player right now? Uh, you know, the Hamilton injury scares me a, a, a tremendous amount. Roquan Smith is is terrifically important in terms of on field leadership. They've got uh, you know all three of the pass rushers, but I think in particular Owe and Clowney are terrifically important. Marlon Humphrey is incredibly important. It's really hard to say. It's a star-studded group. It really is all of a sudden, and it wasn't because it's fun. in years in the, in the recent years we always had a team where Ray Lewis, then it was Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, then you had Suggs when they retired. You always pointed at somebody. Last couple of years we haven't had that guy. Now we've got a couple of them because first I was pointing to Roquan. Now I'm like. Ah, I'm not so sure. Maybe Hamilton. I don't know about that. And you look around; it's a very star-studded defense now. Yeah. I, yeah. I didn't Marcus Williams, Matty Beke. I don't want to leave them out. Either. Absolutely, I mean, yes, they're, no. they're all great players. No. A lot of great players. And I said, let's talk about the wide receivers because 
you know, as you look at this team, I, I, I laugh every time Likely has a big game and go back to when Rob would talk about an either-or offense, but I think some of that has to do with the personnel that they run, how often are you throwing in double-tight situations. Um, what did you think about the – it was nice to see Bateman get involved. We saw Zay had a kind of an ugly drop. There was some miscommunication with him and Lamar, but, like, again, we're nitpicking for how they played. Your thoughts on what we saw from the receivers? Okay, well, so let's, let's start with Likely. Boy, the guy is really coming on with over uh, 10 yards per target since Andrews went out, which is which is terrifically valuable, obviously. The other guy who's turned into a big extended play guy, we'll talk about just here real briefly, is Gus Edwards. Gus Edwards has uh, you know, been a guy who has found space late for Lamar Jackson. He did it on the 80-yard play a few weeks ago. He did it in the, on the big, I guess, 39 in this game. Mm-hmm. That he got All of a sudden, Edwards doesn't have a ton of targets, 13 targets on the year. But he's averaging 13.8 yards per target. That's an incredible number. It's almost like the defense forgets about him in the passing yeah. game. Yeah, he's a he's a leak out guy, and they 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 don't seem to be able to stand with stay with him. And Lamar finds him ex- exceptional. Flowers is now under five yards a target since Andrews is out. By the way, and that's that's one of the really disappointing things about usage. I would say more than anything, yes. he's catching a lot of balls behind the line of scrimmage. It's, it's, it's annoying, honestly. Yeah. To, for me, it's annoying the way they use him. But you know, um, hopefully they'll find a better way. Kim McCusick joins us, FilmStudyBaltimore.com. All eight offensive linemen who were activated. Um, they played. Ronnie Stanley didn't call his name a lot, but not a great performance by him either Monday. No, it, it really wasn't. He, uh, you know, anytime you have a face mask penalty, that's going to be a big scoring hit in my system for people to follow the offensive line scoring there. But there's five uh, pressure events he was also party to. Right. So that, that was a tough game for Ronnie, and he's had a number of them this year. Last year he had one of his uh, – well, it was the worst game of the year, but, but one of his worst in, in his entire career. Um, I, you know, Zeitler missed a fair number of blocks in this game, but he, but he otherwise was good in terms of having negative events against him. He's on a, still an outstanding streak of play. Um, other than that, results were very mixed across the offensive line, but they did provide a decent opportunity set for Lamar in terms of pocket time. All this being said, I like, to, I like talking defense. They had four sacks this week, five takeaways. They'll still lead the league in sacks. Um, we're facing the Dolphins. He's like Jekyll and Hyde when he's – in a clean pocket versus under pressure, do you think this is a good, good matchup for the Ravens? I, I think I think it's a good opportunity to to get crowd noise to be a factor, to get um, uh, color in his face, which Tua has some trouble mm-hmm. with historically, as we've we've seen and, and you mentioned. Um, I think there's there's a lot of good opportunity here against this team, and they are still incredibly dangerous in oh, terms absolutely. of the speed they bring to the team. There's yeah. no there's no team between. Um, Achan and and uh, uh, Mostert, and even if Waddle doesn't play, Hill. Um, that's that's as much speed as the Ravens will f- play this year, and it's a, it's a scary group. All right, so uh, I think Joe found the the statistic from Warren Sharp where he talked about two is the most or the quarterback that's most affected by pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that could come into play this week, and if you're able to make him move his feet, and especially with, if if there is no Waddle. Um, but as you look at the Ravens and see what they've done this year, we had that conversation week 18. If you've clinched against the Steelers, you resting everybody. Yep. Yeah. I and that's. I'm kind of like I'm in that same mode where it's like you have to. I don't want anybody getting hurt in a game against the Steelers first off. Um, but, you know, that's a conversation where Ed feels more comfortable. And I get it from that standpoint. Like you want them playing games going in and not have a long layoff so you come out flat. I, I mean, I, I'm not saying there's not some element of risk there, but there's such an offsetting gain in terms of your healthier players. And the Ravens are playing for two weeks off versus potentially zero if they lose this game. 
it is a huge difference. Because if they lose to Miami, obviously they, they won't have it wrapped up. They'll need to go in and they'll need to win that final game of the year. Actually, they could still have it wrapped up, I guess, if the Steelers lose to, sorry, the Browns lose to the Jets. Yeah. But anyway, they, they, they likely are going to go into week 18 and need to beat the Steelers, which that's just, you don't want to be in that position, period. So they're playing for two weeks off. And for a lot of players, they really need it. The wide receiver is very banged up. You know, the offensive line at both tackle spots is banged up. You'd like to get backup tackles in there, which means you really want a backup quarterback in that game. Um, so it's it's just it's a big deal to get this extra time off. Ken McCusick, FilmStudyBaltimore.com, joining us in studio. Ken, I ask you the question every week. We won't stop this week. Anything you learned about this football team from Monday night that maybe you either weren't sure about or didn't know at all? I, I think that the thing I'm most impressed about is the general narrative flipping that this did. This is now not only did they beat a 49ers team that right. is undeniably truly great on the road, but they've now established themselves as one of the great DeVoa teams of all time. So if you're a fan of DeVoa, um, they are the fourth greatest DeVoa team since they started measuring it in 1981. And the mm-hmm. 49ers are the fifth best. So they wow. beat somebody great. And, the, and the, I, I, the other stat that I, I saw on Twitter yesterday, which I, I did not know, the Ravens have beaten seven teams by 14 points or more this year that have winning records. No other team in the history of the National Football League has ever had more than five such victories in a season. Now, there are a couple eight and seven teams on there that right. might not finish over 500, but they might because but hey, they were they at the time. That's what matters. Yeah. yeah. What, who were the other te- three under DeVoe, if you remember? Uh, okay, the oh, the 300 DeVoe, New England at number one, and the Chicago Bears at number three, and the 91 Redskins were number two. And they were all 14 1, 15 and 0 teams. Mm-hmm. And that's probably what the Ravens ought to be right now. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so getting back to the offense here, because I, I do want to get your thoughts on what we saw from them. Um, you know, we a nice little mixture was the first time we got to see, you know, Justice Hill went, uh, did a really nice job, and no Keaton Mitchell this time. So the impact that that has, because I felt like they did lose a little bit of their explosiveness in the run game. Yeah, I, I mean, they absolutely did. They're, they really miss Mitchell. They, they'll probably miss him more during the playoffs. He just had one of the great seasons. I guess we don't need to talk about that this week. But Hill did a wonderful job pass blocking. Uh, they got a lot of usage out of him. They had three pony backfield plays they had um, in each case. And, and one of them, it was just fairly obvious what they're going to do. They did it, and they were successful anyway. It was a lead play with Edwards blocking again. And uh, I, I, I just I really like whenever they throw wrinkles in that continuously and, 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 and try and make more use of those ghosts. But I really like what Hill's been able to do as a pass blocker these last few games. He's been terrific. Well, film study Baltimore, Kim McCusick. Tell folks in Baltimore all about the website. All right. Lots of material out there, but the but the article I point you to this week lists every single pressure, and there are 33 of them from the game, plus two other bonus ones. If you want to follow that and then look for common threads, that's what I do in the article this week. Kim McCusick, look forward to uh, seeing you again next week. Absolutely. 410-583-1057, that's the number. Brock Purdy got exposed as a game manager, or was his performance a result of the Ravens' great defensive game plan? We'll talk about that at 845. On the other side, it's uh, World of Stupid, Jeremy Kahn. Yeah, we're going to get into a couple of fun stories. Uh, we're going to talk about a woman that claims she's in love in an erotic relationship, and she likes big wood. I'll tell you what that's all about. Big wood. Also, we're going to talk about a Brazilian woman that all she did was hack off her husband's penis. So we'll, we'll tell you that story. That's coming up in the World of Stupid next here on The Fan. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Well, all right. I showed you guys a picture of this girl, Hen Bustami, 29-year-old woman from Las Vegas who says she's too pretty to go to jail. She was on trial for killing her mom. Um, her mom, 61-year-old, Afaf Husanen, um, yeah, she's going to jail for at least 15 years, so you're not too pretty there, sweetheart. Uh, Bustami, who previously made headlines for claiming she was too pretty to be arrested, pleaded guilty but mentally ill to second-degree murder with a deadly weapon. The murder occurred following an argument over cigarettes. By the way, the, the stories that I could have done today over people getting in fights over Christmas presents, people getting murdered over it, just an ungodly number of stories of shootings and fights. And, Do you know how many suicides there are over the holidays? It's crazy. That's man. like one of the, the highest points of the year for my old, you know, doing death investigations. The holidays are not, <laughs> it's, it's not this cheery time of year. Yeah. Have you guys met someone that uh, was too pretty to go to jail? Paris Hilton. She was? She said that. You met her? Yeah, in New York. No, no, no. I'm saying she said that. By the way, if you see, like, when she, she was when she got sentenced, she said that was her thing. She's too oh, yeah. pretty to go to jail. I remember that. I tried to get Schwarzenegger to, to let her uh, commute a sentence, but I never met someone who I thought was too pretty to go to jail. Well, everybody no. can go to jail. She thinks she's too. I mean, she's a cute girl, I think, but like, come on. See, other, I think I think you said it right. She's she's cute, but you know, when I saw her, I didn't think, wow. Yeah, she's not a wow. Well, she's uh, she's okay. Uh, New was Paris Hilton. Yeah, did agreed. You, have you seen the stuff with Paris Hilton where she said she was putting on the dumb blonde thing? Like, that was all fake? Mm, she puts have it you, on well. Have you, have, you, have you heard her talk? Like, she sounds, like, unbelievably intelligent when you hear her talk about it. And say, yeah, come on, man. Like, the she, this was a whole, like, valley girl thing she was doing on purpose. I don't know. Maybe she's grown up, but kind of a weird thing. Let's get to this next story. I told you about um, this Brazilian woman that hacked off her husband's wang. For allegedly sleeping with his 15-year-old niece. Oh, he needs it. He needs it cut off. Yes. That should have been. Well, you got to have addition. proof, though, if you're going to go ahead and do this. Because you can't put that, as we've said before, you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. Can't put the genie back in the bottle. You can't put the penis back on the man. Can you? Apparently they can. Well, because like when this happened to John well, Wayne Bobbitt. That's what I'm saying. His was sewn back on. Yeah, he made a movie well, called Frankenpenis. Well, right? Did uh-huh. you guys see it that? It didn't work right, though, did it? No, it just didn't well, look right. Gotta had a mind of his own. It's been through a lot. Unemployed. Can I ask a serious question about this? Because like, is there a serious question to ask about this? Yeah, no, 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 not not about this story. But my dad had said to me, my dad went through about a prostate cancer, Mm -hmm. right? And one of the issues that he had, like going through it and the treatment, is that it could cause erectile dysfunction. Like, yeah, neither with the prostate. Yeah. Yeah. So he had said to me, which was very off-putting, but he said way more off-putting things to me. I can't say on the air. that if he couldn't use his hand, he'd rather die. What age is it where it doesn't matter anymore? Like, that's not I, a thing. I don't know, but I hope to never get that old to where it doesn't matter. I'll tell you right now, you know how old I am. And you know what I told you yesterday, so. <laughs> Ain't yet. You savage. <laughs> not yet. Um, so the unidentified woman allegedly lured her husband, 39, into bed where she bound his wrists and ankles before pulling out a razor and dismembering him. Oh, that has to be just slow and painful. Not that there's a good way. Uh, by the way, the age of consent in Brazil is 14. 
if that means anything to you. It does, because then it's not a crime. Yeah, I, that's just so weird to me, man. Just what an ugly story. Where do you, like... What, the like, fact that it's 15 or 14 or... All of it. All of it. I mean, there's nothing. So, the I mean, the relative is what's ugly. I mean... So, I don't so, find that, uh, that ugly. Well, you're West Virginia bound, bred. Go ahead. So. You have something, Rob? So does it make it less ugly, the fact that she's age of consent? Yes. Well, it's not a crime. Only then. because it's the thing about it, it's so it's such a you know a relatively new thing. Like it's not that long ago people were marrying people at thirteen and fourteen. Yeah, Jerry Lee Lewis. He married his cousin too, right? Yeah, she was. I mean, it's just it's not throughout history. A lot of times, much older men married much younger women because think about the world the way it was. Women didn't make money. They needed financial security. Guys need to be taken care of with the older. They married much younger women, and that's kind of was a business deal. Yeah, I mean, I, I just, when I talk about, like, the story being ugly, I think from all fronts. First off, the family stuff. The, the un- oh, it's definitely the ugly. The underage yeah. girl, which, like, I don't care that the age of consent there is uh, 14. That still feels weird to me. Like, here. Like, just, I don't know. It, it is because of where you live. I mean, I, we can't, I mean, if there's 14 there. It's well, think about it. Would Lawrence Taylor got in trouble for if he was in Brazil, he wouldn't be in trouble. Yeah. Right? Girl was underage, like 15, 16, some of that. Yep. I don't know their culture. You know I mean? I'm not, culture, I'm yeah. not, uh, it was the age you could sit the drink. What's the age, I mean, you know, I, I don't know that culture. I, I'm only going by what's legal. This country is so out of whack. All these things you're talking about, right. What's the age of consent for sex, for alcohol? For, yeah. for, but we're going we're gonna to not hold murderers accountable till they're 25. That's just stupid. In Maryland. And right? by the way, it is weird. We're talking about everything else in this story except for the fact that she cut off the dude's thing. Because we're like, trying to justify her actions. Okay. <laughs> That's just... That's what we're trying to do. What's going through your mind when you're tied up and you're watching somebody do that? When does shock hit? Is it right? Before it, before it happens. I hope so, man. That just sounds... Ugh. All right. I, you know what that reminds me of? Did you see... You watched the Gotti thing. Get Gotti. Mm-hmm. And the guys were all mobsters are talking. There was one that had to go to Miami because somebody was banging a mobster's wife. Yeah. He cut his junk off. Time to a pool table and cut his... <sighs> off. Just awful, awful yep. things. All right, Sonia Semyonova. Semyonova. She's in an erotic relationship. I told you she likes big wood. I'm out. But she's in an erotic relationship with an oak tree after feeling a connection while lying on top of it during lonely real COVID wood. walks. Yeah. Real wood. <laughs> big wood. Uh, a woman describes herself <laughs> as an ecosexual. There's a title for that? Yes, there is now. And says she's in an erotic relationship with an oak tree. Sonia has always felt lonely, but says her new relationship with this tree is filled a void. Sonia, a self-intimacy guide, whatever the hell that means. I mean, just come on, self-intimacy guide. You have to be a self-intimacy guide if you're in a relationship with a tree. Because the tree's not doing anything for you, lady. Even says that feelings she experiences with the tree are what she has been looking for in a person. What did it get you for uh, Valentine's Day there, sweetheart? Sonia from Vancouver Island, uh, British Columbia, said, The presence I feel with this tree is what I've been looking for forever. Um, She's shown here in pictures of her with the tree. Would you guys like to see her? She's not like an ugly woman or anything. but this Not at all. Just such a weird... Falling in love with a tree. Have you known anybody in your real life that's had like a weird obsession? It doesn't have to be like... Like, like what kind of weird obsession? Like that kind of weird obsession? Well, you, have you guys seen the thing on... Because uh, according to you, I do. And it well, does too. Well, no, it's not weird. It's, that's weird to me because I don't like feet. Okay. Like, I'm, I don't have problems with people that have fetishes. I'm just like, if I'm not into it or I don't get it, I'm going to tell you I don't get it. But okay. 
Um, but no, like I knowing people that eat weird stuff, like we've seen oh. my strange addiction, people yeah. eating like the cushions of a couch or chalk or whatever. No, I don't know any of those people. None? I personally know. I can't think of it. I mean, I live with, when I live with two other guys, one guy had a blow up doll, but that was the extent of it. See, and that's, that's an interesting You live with a guy who had a blow up doll. Mm-hmm. Do you let you try In it college? Out? No. We were all cops. Three of us lived in one of them. We had a three-bedroom apartment in Queens. That so, guy carried a badge and a gun. Uh, that guy did a lot of things. Can I ask a dumb question? What do you do with a blow-up doll? What's stopping you now? Yeah. What do you do with a blow-up doll? Some guys, you know, I don't know what they, you have I mean, as a joke or you could actually, you know, use it. And I don't know what he was doing. He was a strange guy. Like, I, you know, I've talked about this Tell before. Tell him what quick. Yeah. He was, he was, he was a. <clears throat> Bad guy, as it turns out. I think he staged. I think he staged a burglary in our apartment, and uh, wiped wow. us out. Yeah, I, I, I'm convinced he did. Because he got he got thrown off the job later for uh, cocaine, which is why I moved out because I knew he had a problem. But anyway, he had another issue where I was dating a really pretty girl at the time, Jackie or Jackie, black haired, blue eyed, gorgeous girl. He walked in on her when she was getting changed more than once, making believe he didn't. So I was one night I made blue I was sleeping on the floor. <laughs> he came home from a four to twelve. I I acted as if he startled me and I was in the dead sleep and I thought it was a burglar. I grabbed him by the throat. I slammed him against the wall. I was choking him like I was going to choke him to death. Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> caught him by surprise. I bet maybe he wasn't. Uh, it was one of my finest moments. I'm, I'm lying and making and then. <laughs> <laughs> Got him up off his feet. He was one of those guys that was skinny fat. Yeah. Well, I know what you mean by that. Yeah. He was real good looking, tall, 170 pounds, blue eyed. I had him up. But he was, I was shaking him like I sock puppeted him. And he was just. Ken McCusick would now, say. Now you're going to use that. If you guys were going to have sex with a tree, what kind of tree would it be? Rob, you first. Mahogany. Oh. Mm. I got to think about that. Maybe something exotic, like a Japanese maple. I'd probably go for a fir tree. <laughs> Would you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, well those needles? Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> do? Like the Amy the fact that we all answer that oh. is just sick. Thank you very much, Jeremy Cobb. <laughs> uh, Jeremy and Ed's top three NFL teams at 9 o'clock, but on the other side. Uh, Brock Purdy's results on Monday. What is the result of Brock Purdy or the Baltimore Ravens defense? Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. 847 in the AM Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. Ed Norris, Rob Long, Jeremy Kahn. Ravens coming off of a 33-19 thrubbing of the San Francisco 49ers. That game was tabbed as a, a battle of MVP candidates. Brock Purdy was one of those MVP candidates. And he went 18 of 32 for 255. No touchdowns. Four interceptions and had a passer rating of 42.6. And uh, you look at those numbers, those aren't, I mean, to say they aren't good numbers would be the understatement of the show. You know, completing 56% of your passes. Ed, 
Was that a result of Brock Purdy being this game manager that so many people called him? Or was that a result of the Ravens' defense just being superior on that night? I think it's the latter. I think it's the Ravens being superior. I'm really getting tired of people. There's, there's two things. It, they're both pissing me off. Is people just you know refusing, re- refusing to believe that Brock Purdy is a good quarterback. Um, I don't care who you have playing with you. You got to get the ball to. Yes, you you got to be able to manage a game. Like you can't put. You know, a scrub in there and expect, you know, Trey Debo Lance, and, and Sammy Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, think about the guys that have been in there thus far that they've tried and it hasn't worked out. Yes, that's what I'm saying. So, not the way Purdy does it. No, no not the way Purdy does it. And it's like, uh, I mean, I hate to say it. It's, it's almost it's a bit of racism in its own because he's not the you know, so one of his star quarterbacks right now. You get a lot of these black quarterbacks coming out, like, who are, you know, running quarterbacks. And now people are expecting this when you got, you know, of course, Lamar is the, the gold standard. But then you got Hurts and you got Fields and you got Kyler Murray. And then you got Purdy, who's not in no, that I, mold. I think it's the fact that he's Mr. Irrelevant. In, I, was, in, I was getting in, to that. I was both. But the kid out no, in the South. Hey, this, this white racism. The, char- the Chargers yeah. quarterback's not running and nobody's talking about him. No, but they, they, he was Justin a top Herbert, Justin Herbert's phenomenal. He is a white. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So it has nothing to do with. I think. Well, it's, I think it's the fact that he's just. Well, it's my opinion, though. I got you. So I guess, just, you know, and I think McCaffrey suffered from that in the beginning as well. But that's the one issue. The other side of it is, I'm tired of people not giving the Ravens defense enough credit. When they shut somebody down, it's like it's not that they did a good job. It's that the other guy choked. The other guy had a bad day. The other guy's not as good as they. Th- and they're doing it with this Purdy thing now. The fact is, the Ravens are the. They give up fewer points per game than any team in the league. So it wasn't this game that did it. They only give up 16 points a game. Think about it. Well, I, I get tired of this stuff as well because, like, when, we, when we're going to list a game here when the two guys aren't playing against each other, you know, when we talk the quarterback, the MVP is going to be decided by this game. Yeah. They're going against each other's defense. And to your point about the Ravens, they're doing it with, I mean, they have talented players that rush the quarterback. But this scheme has been outrageously good. Like Absolutely. It, it's so funny when you take a great scheme and you put really good players in great schemes, they can have exceptional years. And that's what's happening. Yeah. I think that's what's happening with the Ravens defense, mm-hmm. i.e. Geno Smith and some of these other guys we want to talk about in the years that they're having. Patrick Queen's been great in this. I think he could be good anywhere. But you start looking at those things, and it makes sense. The same way that when you take Brock Purdy and you put him in a system and you say, hey, kid, just don't turn the ball over. What did he do this past week? He turned the ball over. Yeah. And he has been unbelievably good. One of the things that Kurt Warner said about the Ravens offense that I thought was was really impressive when he watched the video is that he said, Lamar makes so many amazing plays we focus on it, but there's so many little things that are missed. Like when I talk about Patrick Mahomes throwing more touchdowns on screen passes. How about if your numbers are a little bit better if you you took the easy one every once in a while and somebody did something for you? You know, you got those yeah. yards after the catch. Um, I, I get tired of that as well because there has to be – you don't want to give credit to anyone. There has to be a reason why things went wrong yeah. or why it's not Again, it's this negativity in the sports world sometimes when nobody wins, everybody loses. Everyone chokes. Everyone has a bad day. He choked. He sucks. He did this. And that's why they, you know, the, the Ravens look – no. I think the Ravens have one of the best defenses you've seen in, in a decade. Honestly, it's it's imposing. It really is. And the fact, the problem is, in my opinion, is that you don't have guys who are huge names before, like when we had Ray Lewis, where you've got guys of that ilk on the defense where everybody knows who he is and everybody knows he's the best. Roquan Smith may be the best linebacker in football, but he played for the Bears. Mm-hmm. Now he's with the Ravens. Now people really know who he is. You know, it's different. And Kyle, you know, Kyle Hamilton. I think people had no idea he was going to be this good, but now that he is, I think you're going to, people are going to be speaking his name throughout the league. I've already heard people calling him the best safety in football. Yeah. 
Yep. Possibly. Fortet five eight three one zero five seven. That's the number. Baltimore's big bad morning show on the fan. Parkville, Chris. What up, Chris? Gentlemen, happy holidays. Happy holidays to you too. Great show. Yeah, I concur with uh, with the way you guys are talking. Uh, Purdy's good. He, he's good. It's but uh, it was one of them days at the office. Um, and the, one of the great things, like that, uh, was talking about the commission is that you don't know where it's coming from. That's how. That's how great these little chess pieces are and how McDonald is doing the job he is with them. And look at the little uh, uh, look, look at little adjustment for the 49ers. It was probably just for the 49ers because of their weapons. McDonald's moved uh, Humphrey out of isolation. He wasn't out on an island on the corners. He was closer to the line, and he did a damn good job there. And you just don't know where the pressure is coming from, and they were on the routes. Hey, thanks a lot for the call. Appreciate that, Chris. Um, 100%. I, I think Brock Purdy, uh, you know, you missed irrelevant. You're starting quarterback for one of the best teams in the NFL. You know, no way that guy's that good. If he was that good, he would be Mr. Irrelevant. Uh, I think that's the number one thing he battles with, but I believe he's that good. He I, I believe. He looks like I, Harbaugh's son. I believe he is that good. Uh, but I think to say that he couldn't succeed elsewhere, there are probably some teams he couldn't succeed in. Because they wouldn't know exactly how to use him. There's some teams that probably Lamar, if you try to use him differently, he wouldn't succeed. Uh, going back to Hamilton on defense, I didn't think the Ravens would use him the way that they're using him right now. And if you don't, he may not be as successful. I think the key to coaching is finding out what makes a player successful and using that. So I, I, I hate the argument of if he did this, if he was there, he wouldn't be as successful. Probably not. There's some teams he wouldn't be as successful. Yeah, and look, it, it's the hard part of saying like we did this all the time. It's like, yeah, Peyton Manning and Tom Brady switch. What would what would have happened there? And and we do this with other players that we believe are in systems. You know, take him out of that system. He's not the same guy. Well, as long as he stays in it, that's what we have to argue by the system he's been playing in. And and look, I think Kyle Shanahan and the the plays that they draw up have been really good for guys in that offense. Like yeah. Debo Samuel, would somebody have given him the ball and thought about putting him in the backfield if he went to another team? No. And that's a huge that's a big part of his game. Think about Christian McCaffrey with the Panthers. Rob talked about it when he was the Panthers. Carolina. They weren't using it properly. They I think they were hiding his light under a barrel. And now he's with you know Shanahan. Look what's going on. Yeah, it's totally changed that team. 410-583-1057. That's the number. Baltimore's big bad morning show on the fan. Um, you know, again, I think hats off to the Ravens defense is one of the better defenses, in my opinion, in the National Football League, if not the best. And, and to your point, Jeremy, Debo Samuel in college, he ran the ball some. Mm-hmm. In four years, he ran the ball 25 times. It's not a ton. Well, uh, he didn't. He had I mean, it was it was a gimmick that he used largely in the sophomore year where um, he had six rushing touchdowns. But it was a gimmick. It was a lot of end arounds. He's at South Carolina. He didn't line up and get the handoff a lot traditionally like he does with San Francisco. Yeah, what about uh, like Randall Cobb when he was at Kentucky? Quarterback? He did everything. Yeah. They had him in the backfield. He was running. He'd throw on occasion. He would go out. He played a lot of quarterback, too. He did everything. Like um, um, Hines Ward. Same thing at Georgia. Did the same thing. Let me tell you, Debo, he's listed six foot, 215. He's freakishly strong that size. He really is. I mean that's not a small guy. That's a, you know it's a good sized receiver, but he is like strong beyond. He's strong. He's stronger than two fifteen. Yeah, he is. He's he just, may weigh two fifteen, but he's stronger. That's than what I mean. He yeah. he plays. He's really strong. He's thick. 
He's just he's freakishly strong. Some of those guys is just thick, strong. I turned you off. No. <laughs> Makes me to say it. It creeps me <laughs> out when you say thick. Daily line at nine fifteen with Jeremy Kahn, but on the other side, Jeremy and Edge top three NFL teams for this week. Right here on the fan. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.